Ladies and gentlemen, we are live off the fair pole. We're back. Episode 13, season two. We've got a whole crew. Well, most of a whole crew. We've got Choppy. We've got Derek. We've got myself, Terps. And we've got a robotic dyer for the next like 10, 15 minutes before he gets home. And hopefully he'll be able to rejoin us then uh, with a little bit better service. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, I just got back from Nashville. We'll talk about that for a little bit. But first and foremost, Derek, I think you had something you wanted to share. Yeah, I was going to go ahead and break the announcement. Uh, I'm going to end up changing my Twitter picture. Obviously, everybody knows I opted out from the Red Sox. A uh, lot of respect to that organization. Very thankful. But I'm going to be taking my talents over the wall. A.K.A. heading north. A.K.A. Toronto Blue Jays. But I'm leaving to Buffalo tomorrow. I will not be playing or staying up too late. As I was saying before, I'm taking my talents to Buffalo with another chance. Well, until you officially sign, I hope the Yankees finish off a sweep of the Blue Jays this week. (laughs) Until you sign course well i'm i'm officially going but i'm not in the big leagues though i know but you're still part of the org oh yeah <clears throat> but this one i have i have a i have a better opportunity here with these guys so continue my journey for 14 years let's go Do it. hey that's you know what that means though if you make if if when you make the big league club you'll be making quite a few trips down near me so yeah that is correct I, now you guys carry on i'm gonna eat this delicious sandwich so, of course, Derek Holland breaking the news. He is taking his talents to Buffalo, New York, and hopefully on to Toronto, the home of the Blue Jays. But that's good news. So, unfortunately, Derek, well, actually, fortunately, fortunately, that means that I will not be seeing you when I'm in Dallas in a month. You can see me. In Dallas. I, yeah, I can see you. I'm going to see if I can find you a hat hat first. Yeah, I need I'm a gonna hat I'm going to scour eBay and see if I can find a hat hat. Yep, I need a hat hat and a shirt shirt I, and a jersey jersey. Yes. Well, I have, you can't have, I have, you can't have my Jersey Jersey, but you can, okay. I'll see if I can find you a hat hat. I'll be heading to Dallas next month. It's going to be visiting Mr. Dunning and Mr. Choppy and anyone else who's in Dallas who wants to say hi, check out the new stadium. I haven't seen that yet. I'm super excited. See that Dane stadium. Dunning? Yeah, it's Dane Dunning. No kidding. Yeah. We'll be, uh, actually I'll be seeing him actually probably at, by the time this podcast is out, old Tyler's been insane recently getting them done like overnight. Kudos to him. Um, I'll be seeing him this Thursday, actually. Uh, I think we're going out. We're going to be getting some sushi. Should be nice. Coming all the way to Texas for some sushi, huh? No, nah, he's coming to me. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's coming to you. We are, gonna, we are going to the beautiful Big Apple and having some sushi. The home of the back-to-back win Mets today. Sweet. Yes. Taking two out of two from the, from, the, from the Bravos. Love to see that. Love to see that. Love to see it. If the Mets ever get to, if DeGrom ever actually pitches again. Do we even need him? Do doesn't appear right now. You do. That's what I'm saying. I mean, of course he comes back. That's that's a whole nother. Yeah, yeah. That shares a Degrom one-two punch, and then McGill is trending Degrom. Not saying he's the next Degrom, but his numbers are very similar to Degrom's rookie year. Yep, and I'll tell you, man. You know, Buck. Buck's got. uh, You know, he he is what he is, especially with with an older team. But I think he may have learned some things as as the years have gone on. 
but I mean, that's a solid manager. He, he basically wins everywhere. He doesn't yeah. win, win, but he wins enough everywhere. So the people have noticed the Mets fans have noticed that the two games that Buck hasn't managed, the Mets have lost in very Mets fashion and have not yeah. done so in the games that he has managed. But one of the early things I want to talk about, cause we're on the baseball topic and then we'll talk about my trip to Nashville later. Cause there's some stories there. I had fun. We're talking, we'll talk about that a little bit. But one thing I want to get your guys' take on, especially Derek's take as a player, the Mets did something that very few teams ever do. Uh, let me rephrase that. The Mets' ownership did something very few teams' ownerships ever do. When it comes to DFAing a player with a large contract, most teams make the financial decision. Steve Cohen said, no, let's make the baseball decision, and they have DFA'd Robinson Cano eating $37 million in contract. Reports came out from multiple from multiple sources that they had presented to him the the implications of that and the financial hit it would take on the team. And he said, I don't care. Make the baseball move. Not something that I'm used to seeing. We don't see it a ton. I can't no. think of, has there ever been another DFA of that? I mean, Upton. Upton. Did A-Rod ever get DFA? He never got DFA'd, right? No, I don't think so. I, I can't, I, I racked my brains. I can't think of another recent major DFA of a player with a with a lot of money on the table. I can't either. Because most teams will just most teams will just suck it up and have them keep playing and DFA someone else when it comes to that. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't think the Orioles ever DFA'd Albert Bell. Remember when they signed him? But he had that he had that he had to retire, right? Because he had a kid was it a kidney or a Albert Bell. Albert Bell. Remember, he, got, he was he signed with the Orioles, and they were paying him forever. Hmm. But other than DFA'd him, Chris Davis with a C retired before they DFA'd him. I don't think there was anybody that <clears throat> was DFA'd. Albert Pujols. What was his situation? You know what? I think he was. That would be the only one that can stand out. And oh, Jay Mid Albert Pujols is. Yeah, it could be the guy. Yeah. No, they did the Angels DFA'd him. So, so yeah, that I would mean, be the only one. But here's my take, though. Though I wanted Josh to show him the by the Angels. Yeah, and then he got picked up by the Dodgers. No, I'm saying Josh Hamilton was he DFA by the Angels? Oh, mm. oh wait, was he traded back to the Rangers? I think he was traded back. I don't know. That's a good one too. Well, was his contract north of thirty? No, uh -huh. it, was 20. it was five for one twenty-five. I think. Okay. Yeah. But my thing is with. The ownership, I feel like they felt there was a cancer in the clubhouse. They felt like he was holding back some of those guys, maybe. I mean, I how do you just get rid of a guy like I Cano has one of the prettiest swings in baseball. Oh my god, it's tremendous. He's, well, a, he's, still, he's still everything. As bad as he's as, I don't want to say as bad as he's been, but he's, he's still a pretty a bad. 302 hitter. Well, I think the yeah. big thing too was Dom Smith was performing, Jankowski was performing. Um, they never, it doesn't seem like they had any plans on moving J.D. Davis. And that kind of leaves Robinson Cano. If you take money out of it, the logical, if you go by pure baseball moves, that doesn't that kind of leave Robinson Cano as the odd man out there? Well, that's the thing is, yeah. Is he the odd man? We don't know. We don't, again, there could have been something going on in the clubhouse too. He could have been that guy that's just creating. Well, you know, reports say that the Mets, Players were upset that he was DFA'd. Okay, then never mind. But but that doesn't mean you're still not incorrect because there's different forms of cancer in a clubhouse. Well, I think
think I think the thing is that what Cohen paid for the Mets, $2.4 billion, as well as taking on the lease of City Field, as well as also investing heavily into SNY, so totaling just shy of $4 billion. I think that that, that that puts a lot of what we would call traditional baseball owners out of the running. Because if you look at the guys who own teams now, the traditional owners now, how many of them have have a, a financial valuation to be willing to spend two plus billion dollars on a team. But oh, most of these guys' capital aren't very high. I mean, they're, they're very wealthy, but in terms of like the, we're, we're entering into NFL ownership wealth territory. Oh yeah. Oh no, no. If, you, if you're buying the match with the Yankees, the Red Sox, I mean, you're NFL wealthy. Well, I, think only, I don't even think it's just them either now. I think even like, I think even a team that's kind of that's struggling, but in a but in a bigger market, would would also command quite. I mean, even the Pirates are going to be north of a billion. Yeah. No. You think so? Yeah, hundred percent. They'd be north. I, I, like, think, I think every team in MLB is a billion. Easy. I think the the only Elon team, Elon Musk needs to go buy a team. I, I think I think him or if if the Mariners went up to, for sale and Jeff Bezos threw his hat and no one's back like that, it's over. If like Bezos or Musk ever bought a team, GG, though there would if they care, if they care, that team is winning the World Series in five years. Well, you're probably right on that one. I don't know about five years. I bet it's less than that. Yep. Well, I'm saying within He's definitely five. gonna go yeah. spend, but that's yeah. Not, that's if they care. Yeah. Like if they're just buying yeah, it just to buy, that's a different story. Like if they're just buying it as like a side hustle and then just income, whatever. But like if like Elon or Bezos or um, you know. Tim Cook or any of those guys went out and, and bought a team and decided to invest legitimate capital into it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's they, they'll spend whatever they want to um, and they can. I mean, you know, Bezos anyway, he loves to pay his employees so well. That a oh, yeah. Track for that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, you're like, that would absolutely be to me something that would happen. Like as soon as they have they buy it. And one of those two, I think it's a matter of time those before one of those two get bored and they want to get into sports. Like, I, I, just a matter of time to me. I think it's more than that too. I think it's also, I think I think it's also a point of pride at this point. I mean, the the real question is, I I do see it more likely that they end up buying like an NFL team or an NBA team. I think baseball is a little bit lower on that list, unless it was a major major team for those guys. I mean, baseball teams are worth more than NBA teams. They are, but there's also a interest factor. No, but there's also an interest factor, though. You know, that's the interesting thing. Baseball is more popular in the individual cities. Like, and that, that's almost across the board. Like, almost every city in the country, baseball is more popular than basketball. Yes, that has a, that has both. But you know, so uh, like nationally, yeah, but it, like yeah, like wait, so wait. like. Well, do you think uh, all football teams, any cities that have the football teams and baseball and basketball, is football definitely the winner? No. Okay. What I mean, would be your example of that? It's not New York City. Definitely not in New York. Football you might don't be think first. Giants or Jets? Oh, yeah, Yankees. Never mind. Never mind. Yep. Yeah, uh, the Knicks are bigger. The Knicks might be the biggest one in the whole town, but it's, it's probably the Yankees, then Knicks, then Giants or Jets, I would think. Boston, Red Sox. Patriots, though. I know, but it's still a, it's still a. Well, do you think that maybe that shifted? Hmm. I mean, I think when Brady was there, man. I mean, the Sox have won four titles in fifteen years. 
Right, yeah, but what when, about the Bruins, the Celtics? I think they're they've got a than, very. They're popular. all probably, they're all probably about number one in Boston, uh, and then St. Louis. Well, they don't well, have football. They don't have a team anymore. Anymore, but they did, and they were still yeah. baseball. That, that that's they true. were definitely. I would give you that one for sure. Um, uh, L.A. L.A. is tough though because they have the, they got the Rams now. Yeah, but the Rams are clearly third behind the Lakers and, and Dodgers. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think. Mm. How was San Fran? Okay, who's wait? Hold on. Who's number one? Oh, uh, it's a good question. Uh right it's, now it's probably the, the Dodgers. Well, definitely not the Rams. We know that. So that's yeah, number three. I mean, I think historically it's probably well, it's the Lakers. Tough, man. It's I think historically the it's the Lakers. Yeah. I was gonna say the Lakers too. I think right now it's the Dodgers. How is San Fran, Derek? San Fran's definitely the team. Baseball the to me, I felt. Oh, was, they're a huge baseball city. It's a huge baseball city. 49ers were up there, but see, Golden State's recent. Yeah. Well, here's the about, thing. Here's the thing, too. I mean, they also got Oakland right there, too. So you got a split fan base in terms of football, or you did for a while. Yeah. Yeah, you did have the Raiders, the black and, hole. And yeah, and the Raiders are diehards. I mean, the A's can't Very. say the, the same thing. Speaking of that, speaking of that, um, I said that tweet. I know, I know, Derek, you saw it. I don't know if you did. Can you, as the president of an MLB team, make a more tone deaf tweet than the president of the A's did great. at the Giants game? Terrible, man. You cannot do that. You can't do that when your opening day crowd me. was under four thousand. Was under what? Was it six thousand? Well, I thought opening day they got like thirteen, but then they had like two. Oh, the next had, the next day was like two. Yeah, they've had, they've had multiple crowds under three thousand. I have legitimately had more people in my stream than they've had at games. Now, and 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 King Jamie brings up a good point that we got to remember. I mean, the fans are protesting. No, you. That's not what I'm saying. It's like if your fans are protesting and they're openly saying we don't want to be at the games, we don't want to go to these games or whatever, and then you go to an opposing team and you make a comment about their fan base when your fan base is actively protesting that's just that's bad yeah that's, that's just california bad. like that there's that's no, yeah there's also, i mean everybody's leaving too there's no money out there well there's money but san fran and la are, is it everything that's going on with california i get the feeling that san francisco and la are going to end up being fine in terms of the the wealth that's still because you got some there there's some people who are rooted there now it'll take a, quite a bit to uproot them Especially the uber wealthy, you just do not care. No, they don't. They don't care. Yeah. You know, they always say, like, why don't athletes care about state taxes? And I'm like, because they don't need to. Like, some do, but, like, you know, if you got, if you got enough, if you've got millions of dollars, it's like, I'll pay the extra money to live on a beach. Especially, if, especially once your family's there and you're, and you're, like, yep. you're settled. Yep. It's easier when your kids are older or... Like, if your kids are older or your kids are super, super young, it can be a little easy. Or if you don't have kids, but, like, it's still tough to uproot. Kids are in school. Wife's happy. You have friends that live there. Yeah, I'd love to have a beach house, no doubt, but I'm not paying California taxes. That's just well, ridiculous. Well, luckily for you, Derek, there are some lovely beachfront properties in uh, Florida. And Texas. Oh, I know. Florida's a great state. Um, so you have options. There are there are options. What about Pittsburgh? That's a good question. 
It's the Steelers. It has to be the Steelers now. Definitely. I think it's the Penguins. It is the Penguins? Mm hmm. It ain't the Pirates. That's for damn sure. Definitely the Pirates. I still think the Pirates would sell for like 1.1, 1.2. Yeah, they might. That stadium alone has value. That's one of the nicest stadiums, hands down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the view, everything. I mean, they just, they, it's like we made the comments before about Texas. We talked about this earlier in the podcast, or earlier podcast, and we were saying that, you know, if Texas has a brand new stadium, if they want to get fans there, they got to start winning. They got to, they got to, well, one, they got to win, but they got to spend money. They spent the money. And they spent the money. Now you're getting fans to show up. The only thing is now they got to start winning. They are playing like a very different team this year, though. Yes, I still think they're but, figuring it out. But they need pitching. Yeah. And I'm not saying it because I was a free agent. I'm saying it because it's true. I, every time I listen to, and I'm plugging it in, but 105.3 The Fan, they are legit talking about pitching is the problem. Oh, yeah. Big time. Got the offense. Just need someone uh, to throw the, throw the rock. Yeah. And on top of that, which I know we're going to dive into it later, you need somebody to be able to start and go more than five innings. I hate this five-inning bullshit is a quality start. Dumb, dumb, dumb. What it used to be. A quality start was six. Uh, six. six. Yeah. I mean. Three it, runs. That's yeah. still, that's still, that's still too much. I, don't, I think it should be. If you're going to say that, then it's six with two. I agree. That's still four seven with three. Six with three runs is still four and a half, four and a half ERA. Yeah. yeah. That's about what my career ERA is. So you have a quality career, is what you're saying? You make, yeah, you make a lot of that's money with a four and a half ERA. Oh, I know. hundred percent. Well, and that's the thing too, is like six uh, six innings is reasonable. Six innings you have your traditional seven, eight, nine guy then. I mean Okay. Like if you're looking historically. With that, yeah, but with that, like, that should that should mean that relievers should be getting paid more too. Then that should be the value of that, since now we've got to have a six, seven, eight, nine guy. Well, that's six, seven, thing. eight, because obviously you're closer. Nine. I wanted to talk about this uh, last podcast, but I forgot. I, I had, um, well, actually, we just had so many topics. It's awesome, but um, I had a very interesting conversation with Carlos with Rodon about this, and he brought up the point, and I'll be curious to see. Your thoughts, I agree with him that some of these guys who took, especially pitchers, who got long-term contracts kind of ruined it for people looking for long-term contracts now, especially later later in their in their contract term when that, like a Kanoa, that valuation is just not there anymore. And teams just aren't willing to give out those five, six, eight-year contracts at the money anymore that people were using, that people were originally getting. It seems uh, well, now. It seems now that two three is the norm. Yeah, it's it's. You know, you want to stay out of, you want to stay away from thirty five year olds. Like that's that's what they want. Like they, you know, they want to because you know they found you know somewhere in the last twenty years they figured out that your prime is twenty six or thirty one. That's the prime years. So yeah. They want to stay, you know, and that's what really that's why I hate the six years is because you have so many guys becoming free agents at twenty nine thirty for the first time. Where you know you ideally you want to be a free agent at twenty six, you get so much more money. Like that's why yeah, that's why Harper and Trout, you know, we're gonna get where they were Correa, they were gonna break it because they because they got they became free agents so young. 
Um, but if you're if you're a free agent for the first time at thirty, you're getting a three year deal, man. Four years, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna well, say that's kind of a reach, but yeah. And, and that I mean, and you if you guys, want that big, if you want that big deal, you got to have like how Jay Happ was at one time. He was like a contender for the Cy Young. And then he gets that five year deal, and that's considered big now. If you go back ten years ago, twelve years ago, five years was not unheard of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the dollar value was different, obviously. Yeah. Thanks, Joe uh, Biden. It, it was. Thanks, Biden. It was. Uh, <laughs> like, if you go back ten years ago, the, like the value of the contracts was just lower. Yeah. You, you weren't getting. I mean, I mean, Derek. I mean, you're going back. Your contract was your big contract was what ten years ago, right? Two thousand. <clears throat> yeah, it was two thousand thirteen. No. So uh, wait, two thousand twelve. What was your rookie year? Two thousand nine. So how are you a free? Oh, you weren't a free agent. They just bought it. They bought it out. Yeah, they bought everything out. So here's a question: If that happened, let, let's transport you from then to now, and you are at the same stage of your career as you were then. They wouldn't do. They wouldn't do that now. Now it's right. we give you. You're going to go each year, year by year, doing it that way, going through arbitration, doing everything that way, and then I, once you get to free agency, then we can test the waters. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it, it's a whole different animal. Some, but some guys are getting locked up. For instance, Cabrian Hayes. Yeah, he's one. He got locked up. You know, they're they're taking some guys um, and yeah. getting their their free agency bought they out. Did like they did for like uh, Albies and Acuna. Those are terrible deals for those players. Um, Al Albies, what was his again? Pull it up. They were both like. Or who who had the bigger one? It was Acuna, right? Acuna got a hundred million. Albies got like. I think Albie's got like five for 60 or something, right? Yeah. Or 10 for 60. Yeah, but think about, I mean, it's easy for us to sit here and say it's a shitty deal. But hold on. When he signed that, so it's five years, whatever, 60 million. Is that, that gets him. I, I don't know. I was making that up because that's what you said. And so let's say, yeah, keep going. So keep let's say he gets that, you know, count his years. He's 22, 23. So five years, he's 28, and he's already made 60. Now he gets another. So Ozzy Albies is a free agent at 31. Okay. He'll still get paid, but it's going to be, now he's going to get like three or four year deal. 26, 26, 27 have club option and a $4 million buyout. Oh so, my God. That's right. Ozzy signed a seven year, $35 million deal. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. Bad. Okay. Yeah. That's bad. That's and, a, his agent. Especially for the player, the yeah. player that he is, that that's, he should. Yeah, fire that agent. And, and right, on top, when did he sign that deal? Uh, 2019. Well, he wait. He how old it, was he then? He signed it at 20, going into his 22nd year of age. So he's going to be 29 like that. when that finishes. No, he'll be so he 30 when that finishes. So he was 21 when he signed it. You say going yeah. into his 22nd year of age. Yeah. Oh wait, so there's two years after. So technically, it's a nine-year deal. The options. Correct. Okay, because I was going to say 7 plus 1 is definitely not 31. Yeah, no, it's a 7 years at 35 with a 26, 27 option at $7 million a piece. Okay. So an additional... They're, wait, so they're... Hold on. They're, er, hold, hold on. Uh, hold on. 30... Yeah. Shimon! <laughs> uh, so how much are they again each one each year? So he's making, five million, he's making 5 million this year. Oh, the options are $7 million a piece. Okay, so he's making 5 pretty much a year, right? Well, yeah, so he made one, one, and three the last three years. This year's making five, 
the next three years, he's making seven million. So it's a back ended contract. Okay. Yeah, oh, man, it's that's, tough. Yeah, that's not a good deal for him in this market. In this now, let me ask you guys yeah. then: if you were in that situation, let's say I came to you and presented you with a five year thirty. If I was Ozzy Albie, yeah, my uh, what caliber player am I? Uh, you're going to be a pitcher. I'm using my contract. That's why. Oh, you're okay. a pitcher. In you current had... market? Yes. Well, oh, okay, nice. no, because no, it, be, it would definitely be more. In yeah, you would get way more now. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to use the market back in 2012. Nice. That's All right, not... so back in 12, that's a big difference. Yeah. I'm, know, in, I'm in my second year. You were in your third, third year. year. You just finished your third. Oh, so I'm about to go to arbitration. Yes. So I'd probably get ten million in arbitration. In 2012. Yeah. Uh, after the World Series, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Could. That's that's after Game Four. That performance. I mean, you that's had the. Question, like, if I was Ozzy Albie, I say no. Okay. If you're All right. a pitcher, well, you, okay, let's just use Ozzy then. All right, so I approach you. And you said he got what? Seven years? Seven at 35? Seven at 35. Walking. Yeah. I mean, I would Or so. if you're giving me seven at 35, I want opt outs after like the fifth year. Oh, I, I mean, want an opt out after every year. Than that. Yeah. They wouldn't give him after that. After every though. year, you're not going to get that. I don't sign that deal, though. I don't sign that I, deal. And not yeah. even in 2019, that's not a good deal for him. I'm, there's zero player opt outs on this. Zero. Like the fact yeah, he doesn't ha- the fact that he doesn't have an opt out after you you won't see too many rookie guys like that get uh, opt outs. Well, no, I know, but I'm saying like if you're looking at a seven year deal and if they gave him an opt out after 22 or 23, it, that's still him locked up for five years, five yeah. six years, and it's a back end contract, so he'd be looking at you know, it, let's say he had an well, opt out change then he could change right. it by then. Yeah. Can I but, ask this question though? What was his option? Other than signing this deal, did he have I mean, arbitration? Right. It was yeah, after the second year, I think. Mm. If 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 I recall, didn't mm. it have something to do with his family? Didn't he say that like it? it I think it was Albie's because wasn't isn't his family like, like this money's like that was his like main focus at the time? I could be wrong, but I thought I remember reading something about that. I mean, it's it's hard to sit and say no when that money's right in front of your face. It's easy to say no. Or it's, yeah, it's easy to say no when you're in our position right now. But isn't that isn't but isn't that your agent's job though? Right, hundred percent. I'm be like yeah. to be like, he hey, be listen for your best interest. Right, like, hey, listen, I understand, I, I understand you're thinking here. Thirty five million dollars is a lot of money. That's a lot of money, and it is to anybody. And hundred percent. And you're guaranteeing you a contract, so you don't got to worry about that. But projections are a thing. Yeah, I, I mean, like, there's so much that you got to think about too. You you got to think about well, if if I don't take this and I get hurt, I I lose value. So he's been healthy that whole time into it. There's a lot that goes into the whole thought process when it comes to this. Right. I just think that. I mean, I figured he would definitely get more. If, if he had to go, a seven year deal is a lot for a 21 year old. That that's. Let your me pro- ask you this. Can I ask? Yes, you go you to arbitration. Ask. What does that mean? So we all know, generally year year speaking, thing. that so it's it, the arbitration only only goes for that next season. How does that work? Correct. It goes from 
how you performed the previous season. Uh, and then they have their projections of what you're going to do the next season. And on top of that, it's you're guaranteed to be over a million dollars and you can't go backwards. But then the arbitrator makes a decision and says, hey, this is what your worth is in today's market based on all these factors. Then what happens? This is that you present what, your what case. They rule. OK, but but the final ruling is what it is. And Correct. that that nine times is... out of ten, though, they meet in the middle. OK. So what does so that you, mean, though? Does that you just come, mean... You sh- you, well, you show up with, I deserve $10 million a year. That's what you say. And then Chops is the GM, and he says, well, I think you deserve $6 million. And then you guys start going from there, presenting your cases back and forth, and then eventually you'll get the number. It won't be 6 and it won't be 10 In some cases, it goes to a hearing, doesn't it? If yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. where that's where you the get actual, the hearing. The actual arbitration is, yeah. But what'd you say, Dyer? But that's what I'm saying, though. If it does go to that hearing, okay. Well, so let's go, let's look at both situations. If it goes to the hearing, if it goes to the arbitrate, the actual arbitration, okay. And the arbitrator says you you get seven million dollars. Let's say just to throw a number out there. How long do you get that seven million dollars? Is it just for that next season? Is it it's basically a one year deal after that? Yeah, that's correct. You okay. have to do this again next year. And then on the other side of that coin, if you are able to avoid that and meet in the middle, it's just whatever the contract is at that point, or how does that work? Well, it like as in what? Because you if you take that, like that's your contract for that year. Yeah. Or you can have the team, they can just be like, hey, here's three uh three years for fourteen million. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that'll buy out all your arbitration. Gotcha. Then you don't have that anymore. Then you can go on from there to free agency. That's good information because I think a lot of, of a lot of normal fans don't understand what arbitration is and what that means, and if it actually goes to that arbitration, and why both sides generally are trying to avoid that, because essentially now you've franchise tagged yourself, except you're not making anywhere near franchise tag one year money in the NFL if you want to compare it to that. Correct. They go to it because they're trying to. The owners are trying to save themselves as much money as they can, so they're going to lowball you. And then also, you as a player, yeah, you're going to try to get the most out of it, so you're trying to put what you truly think your value is. And that's why literally nine times out of ten, it's closer to what you wanted than it is what they presented. Sure, but there are huge risks on both sides. Like, as a player, Fact. You're, you're, you're only, you've got this one-year deal, and it is what it is, and if you get hurt or something happens, if you have a bad year... You're screwing yourself in a sense. But if they're also not willing to offer you a contract that's at what you're even close to looking at, that's equally as big of a risk. That's the other side. Yeah, exactly. That's like, do you want to lock yourself into a shitty contract? And I, I, but then to my point, though, as to why both sides generally try to avoid arbitration if at all possible. Right. Because there are. There are big risks on both sides of this coin if we end up actually going to this arbitration and this is well, what Well, look what happened with Giolito. With the White Sox wouldn't budge, what was it, like $80,000? I don't, I don't remember exactly. It was this year, and they, 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 would not, they would not budge off of a really stupid number. That became an issue. They ended up agreeing, but it caused a lot of... Uh, it was very public and not very nice. Speaking of what you were talking about before with the Rangers needing pitching, well, their bats beat the Phillies today 6-4. to four. Phillies are good. They Phillies can hit. Are really good. They can hit. Yeah. Al Schwarber can Man. can can go fuck himself whenever he plays the Mets. He is the he is the Chipper Jones of 
the Phillies or the Mets. Is his name Larry? Might as well be. He can go fuck himself anyway. Him and Joe Buck can go vacation in the Caribbean together and never come back, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, no. A Joe Buck hater. Mm. Uh, Acuna's contract's a little bit better. It's eight years, 100. Um, that's pretty good. I mean, that's with with a club option. Twelve a year. Yes, um, it's actually it's again it's 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 backloaded. So he's making he made five last year, fifteen this year. He'll make seventeen throughout the rest of it, and then he has a club option in twenty seven and twenty eight for seventeen million a piece. In those two same years, a ten million dollar buyout. So his he can he can make in total ten years one twenty four. Here's the problem though. I mean. It's eight years. He'll be how old when it, when it's over? Um, if there's no option, he'll be 28. If they take the options, he'll be 30. So he'll, See, be, a, he'll be a free he's agent a 30, at 31. He's a 30 million a year player right now. Yeah. Now, a lot of these guys don't have like, you know, they're like, I, I need either I need the money or, you know, like in Jose Ramirez's case, he's like, dude, $100 million. What, what can I do? That, that, that's enough for me. But he said, I mean, Ronald Acuna is a $30 million a year guy. Or 27 anyway. I mean, still, I mean, to make $100 million, this this deal's way better than... Oh, yeah. Be, like, this is this is a deal that, you know... I mean, I, I, you're probably right, though. I mean, if you're going based off his, what he's been in the last few years, then yeah, $100 million figure can stay, but chop three years off that. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, so make, it's, it, make it five. Yeah. Um, make it five with a team option if they want for another 20. But again, no no opt-outs in this one either in a eight-year contract. Man, the Bra- is that Anthopolis down there? I think so. Dude's a monster. I mean... Acuna, they're paying him. Like, don't, like that's they're paying but, him, man. But how the hell do you get these contracts out and not give an opt out? Like, who are the agents on these dudes? That's gonna. I was gonna say that's on the agent. Yeah. Usually, what a team will do is they usually throw in the team option, so that that way they can decide if they want to keep you, kind of like Texas option, yeah. did with me. But the thing is, like that, like Derek, you obviously this question is directed at you. Is there any wiggle room where a player can negotiate the club to not execute an option? No, because that would yeah, because that would not be in the club's best interest at all. That's on them. That's where they get to decide. You know whether, like for instance, with the Rangers, you know my first uh, option year, they picked it up, and then I got hurt that year, and then they scratched that second one, and then they I, they didn't even talk to me after that. That was pretty much it. I haven't talked to the Rangers since. Wow, there are a lot of Ranger fans not happy about that too. Yeah, I know to this day. You know what, here, this this is kind of a, a salty moment for me, but this is something that's it's always gotten to me because all my teammates would uh, bring this up. Uh, when I was with the White Sox, we came back to town, and I kept getting super hyped, like, man, I can't wait. I'm coming home. They're going to have a, a video for me. Like, it's going to be dope. I'm so excited to see this, like what they do for me. And also uh, the announcer. Um, Chuck Morgan. Hawk, no, Hawk Harrelson was, oh. uh, he was retiring. And so he was doing his retirement tour while I was also on the White Sox. We showed up here in Texas. Game one, I didn't throw. I'm in the dugout, whatever. I was starting at the time. 
no video. Game two, hanging out, chilling, no video. Day three, hanging out. Thought I was going to see something. Didn't see anything. Okay. Day four, I'm pitching. So I go out on the mound. Maybe I'm going to get something cool, you know, whatever, because, you know, maybe they were waiting for me to first start day. So me, being the guy that I am, I wrote thank you on the back of the mound to the fans, you know, giving them a nice thing. They even, somebody screenshot or screenshot, took a picture of it, everything. Did I get a video? No. But Hawk Harrelson did. Not once, but twice. And those guys roasted me on the team. When we drove back after that game, I got my shit handed to me. But after the game, those dudes, I mean, I was already feeling like a piece of shit because I got my shit kicked in. But they made it even worse. They're like, wow, dude, you come home and you can't even get a video. And a guy who never even played here or broadcasted here gets himself a video. That sucks. How was the fan reaction, though? The fan reaction was cool. I got a, you know, a nice roar, uh, standing O. That was cool, but yeah, I didn't get shit. So and then I'll watch every time I would come around or see a former player come back. Jesus. They always bring something up. Yeah, I just saw that. They always would bring something up, do a video and all that. So there's a little pettiness from someone in there then. Yeah, I I don't and it's weird too, like to be gone for so long, whatever, and try to come back, never getting a phone call. Like, I haven't gotten a phone call once about trying to possibility, you know, hey, we'll take a shot on you, let you try out. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Nothing. So, yeah, yeah I was salty there, about that. There, there's someone who you pissed in their cereal. I, I think what, to me, and I don't know, I'm not saying this is it, but uh, I was the guy that was always getting ridiculed for doing interviews, goofing off, having too much personality, whatever. And then obviously I leave and they were like, you know, that's not the thing that they want is to do that. And all of a sudden I'm watching them lately or not lately, but previous years. And it was like, you know, they got catcher cam. Somebody's doing GoPro videos behind the plate, goofing off and like getting other athletes involved, you know, doing goofy stuff and everything on the side. And it's like, what the fuck? Like when I did that, you guys ridiculed me, but now it's like, it's okay. And at least when I was doing it, we were winning. You guys aren't doing shit. Well, there's a reason why the fans remember you too. Like every tweet that almost every tweet you put out in regarding, in regarding baseball, there's at least, there's a good handful of Ranger fans who are oh, yeah, in there always... saying, we miss you. I mean, yeah, every time, and, even when I post anything, like for instance, even my goodbye post to yeah, the Red Sox, like people were come saying, back but, home, come back home. But like, but yeah, I was salty. There's a reason when fans do that, that tells you that you connected. Like, and, oh, and he that, definitely did. And that's just poor ownership. Whether it's not the ownership's fault, I'm going to put it on the owners because at the end of the day, it's their ball club. Yeah. Like, hey. that, that right. they, haven't, they haven't been to the playoffs since they let me yeah. go, so. The curse of the Holland? The Holland curse? Holland curse. Holland curse. Um, Man, sidebar, Calgary is on it tonight. Jesus. That's a good team, by the way. They are. Yeah. They, they are. That's all right, though. I'm rocking my Stars jersey. Are you? Uh no, mine's in the closet. Uh, I'm just like you, a closet fan. Wow, I'm going <laughs> on Monday. Not, I was saying a closet fan, not, not calling I, you. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Before yeah. somebody gets in here, and, oh my God, Derek's saying something he shouldn't be saying. <laughs> I got, I got Derek. my tickets for game. I got my tickets for game four. 
I'm jealous. I mean, I would have been going too, but you know, I made the mistake I'm of a lifetime. Over, I'm two sections over. One sixteen. Uh, 2012 or 2000, 2012 when the Devils were in the Stanley Cup playoffs against the Kings. Against the Kings, I hadn't the they did a pack. They did a, a buy pack. You could get guaranteed tickets to all four games, all potential four games at home, for a hundred dollars a game. And I didn't do it. And I should have. Did they lose in seven? Six, I think. Quick was on another fucking level. Yeah, that, he was. That, he, was yeah. he won them that. He won them both cups. I mean, they had a Kopitar had a series though. So I think. Oh, too. oh, he hundred percent. But there were quite a few games where the Devils had high shot counts, and Quick was just next level, like standing on his head, just nothing getting by him. He's a good player. Really, I mean, player, man. That's how you win cups. You're if you're goalie. Yeah, I wonder anymore if that's still the case. I mean, it is, but like you know, I think seeing... it definitely. I think it definitely is at the upper echelon. If you have a, if you have a, if you have a, I mean, Vasilevsky, yeah, Vasilevsky, yeah, yeah. Like if you have a top tier goaltender, like if you have a no questions asked best goaltender, top two, top three goaltender in the league, I think it makes a huge difference. Well, that's going to kill Florida, man. Like, does anybody trust Bobrowski? He had a bad yes. game today. I don't even you speak bad about Bob. You Is like Dyer him? still in here? Yeah, I was watching the first part of that game. I, I saw the first period. He did seem to struggle a little bit. But I love goalie Bob, man. I got his he was good for us in Columbus. Well, we'll be hanging up here once I get he it. Was, didn't, didn't he beat Tampa? Yeah. Swept him. Let's, let's stick on hockey real quick. Is Henrik is Henrik Lundqvist get like that? Is Henrik Lundqvist one of the best athletes all time across sports to never win a championship for as long as he was in the game? What about Dan Marino? That's what I'm saying. One of, not the. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, have, I have no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I have no idea. I'll get you his stats. It's weird that you say I. You don't know, but yet you knew. Who the the uh, Devils were playing against in the Stanley Cup? <laughs> he's a Devils fan at heart. Yeah, I no, he, he's yeah, but he, like Chop is one of the smartest guys when it comes to sports. I listen to him every day, and the knowledge that he drops, like he's got all kinds of facts, left and right, history, everything. It doesn't skip a beat. Like they, I I know that they plan for a lot of stuff. I know how that stuff works. But there's no way in hell he plans these random ass questions that come from Sean, his partner, or Troy. That's no, true. That's true. That's true. So Henrik Lundqvist's career stats. Give an idea here. 887 game. 800. Let's go with this. 871 games started. 459 and 310. Okay. Uh, not, and 96 OT. Uh, 25,610 saves. The 2,101 goals against. That's a two four three goals against average, a save percentage of nine eighteen, sixty four uh, shutouts, and fifty one thousand eight hundred seventeen minutes played. His playoff statistics are one hundred thirty games played, sixty one and sixty seven, um, three hundred three thousand eight hundred seventy one saves to three hundred and four goals against a two three zero goals against average three. Um, and a nine two one save percentage. 
with 10 shutouts. If we I mean, look at a good. if we look at a comparable from across from across the river there. Uh let's look at Martin Brodor. So Martin Brodor, um, who is him and Patrick Waugh are undisputed when it comes to top goaltenders. I think that's fair to say, correct? Um Yeah, so, I, I think those two are clearly. So uh, Martin Brodor, obviously same time frame as Lundqvist, 1,266 games uh, versus 887, so about 400 more games played. Uh, 691 and 397. Wow. Uh, with 105 ties and 49 o- overtimes. Remember, he played when ties were a thing. Uh, 31,709 saves, 2,781 goals against for a career 224 goals against average and a 912 save percentage. 125 shutouts, 74,439 minutes. God uh, dang. Doesn't he have the playoff, record for shutouts? Yeah. His playoff statistics, two, 205 games played. He's 113 to 91 in the playoffs. 5,258 saves to 428 goals against a 202 goals against average. Wow. Um, in, the, uh, in the playoffs with a 919 save percentage. 24 shutouts in the playoffs, 12,717 minutes played in the playoffs. I do want to throw this out real quick because the Stars game's on. They don't have a shot on goal yet. Yeah, I'm seeing that. 10 minutes in. 10 minutes. So Ooh, that's rough. Clearly, Martin Brodeur, better goaltender than Henrik Lundqvist long term. Martin Brodeur. But <laughs> I think Lundqvist makes a very good case of being one of the best athletes to never win a ring. Ever. I agree. I, I don't sure going to the Hall of Fame. Lundquist? Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. Yeah. I, like, is is the Ooh, hockey Lundquist. Hall of Fame like the basketball where everybody gets in? No. Or no. Like the no. baseball football one where it's more difficult. It's more difficult. Even though it's in a mall. Yep. Hey, it's dope. Is it really is a it? mall? Yeah. Well, it's here's really the, cool. He should have won. They should have won in. The the two there there are two playoff series where they really should have won. It was 2012, and of course the Devils beat them in OT. In that particular in that particular run, um, in the in the ECF, um, he was 10 and 10, 20 games played with a 182 save percentage. Hmm. And in 2013, he had a 214, um, and was 13 and 11. And they couldn't do it. So I I think he's up there. I could buy that. If you're I a could Rangers, buy that. If you're a Rangers fan, you're uh, sorry. If you're a New York Rangers fan, that's got to be one of your biggest heartbreaks. I mean, there th- was the same conversation when when until Ovi won a ring. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So let's start with the the not heavy one, and then we'll go to the heavy one. Um. Trevor May left the Mets game yesterday, left the field crying, actually. Um, there was a video you, you can find. He gives up he gives up a home run, um, and he is seen yelling into his glove, and as he walks away, clear as day, easy lip read, he says, I fucking suck. Um, not, not a happy man. Turns out he's injured. Um, but the big criticism that was running around the... Twitter world and the baseball analyst world was the conversation surrounding 
him and being essentially a full-time streamer in the off season. Um, and a lot of comments were made about how not a lot of athletes stream and a lot of comments were made about there's a reason why athletes don't stream, yada, yada, yada. You and said those things. it was all over the place. It was all over the place. So the reason to... why athletes don't stream just out of curiosity, or I mean, not out of curiosity, but out of explaining this, uh, a lot of them don't want their privacy out there. They want to be able to play video games and have fun and not have to worry about giving a public image all the time. Um, and then also it's like, if you have a bad game, which I don't care, it never has bothered me. You've been around me. Dyer's been around me. Everybody's been around me when I'm after a bad game. That stuff stays at the field. You don't bring it home with yeah. you. So for me I, to get on and stream, that doesn't do anything. Like, of course, people are going to come in and talk shit. So some people don't like dealing with that. Like, they want to be able to just go home, enjoy themselves, and play video games. Using the excuse of that's why they don't stream. No, that's not why. They want to just keep to themselves. That's all it 100%, is. 100%. And they were using, they were using, and there were some people with check marks saying this too. And I don't want to, I, I don't recall directly who it was. So I don't want to put anyone, blame anyone. Just whatever. say me. Just um, say it was me. No, well, this wasn't you. Um, no. But what I'm, but we're criticizing the fact that he even played a video games saying, well, this is the classic line of, you know, focus wasn't on baseball kind of thing. And I, and I, think, I hate that. That's such I, fucking bullshit. Man. I'm going to stop. I want to stop you there because of this. I dealt with it in Texas. Joppy, you saw it firsthand. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you were working then. Anything that I did, if I had a bad game, it was automatically because I did interviews. I wasn't focused enough is what they'd always say or uh whatever it could be anything uh that just wasn't right not not able to just give credit to where credit was due like hey the other team lit me up i just had a bad day like that's the way it was but if i had a good game oh i was focused i did everything i did he wasn't doing radio interviews or anything it's dumb shit like that that we got to try to find an excuse like we're professional athletes we're gonna yeah. get beat we're not going to be 100% every single time. We're not going to hit our spots every single time. We're not going to go out there and throw a perfect game every time. You better. Shit's going to happen. I know. I mean, trust me, we go out there and try. If you don't, you better be in therapy the next day. Exactly. You better be going home and putting yourself in your cocoon as you uh, watch scouting reports. You watch and that's the, thing, that's the thing that cracks me up, too, is that people think, like, <laughs> you got Terps, you saw this a lot last year in my streams. I have a bad game. Instantly, they come in like, shouldn't you be practicing right now? And it's fucking 12 o'clock at night after we just oh. got done playing. Like, <laughs> or, or if I get on, like, why aren't, you, why aren't you at the field? Why aren't you doing what you should be doing to get ready for a game? Like, they don't understand the stuff that goes into it behind the scenes, the film, the bullpens, the constantly working on all of our craft while we're out there, working <laughs> out, running, all that. But they think it's like, people think we just show up and it's like, all right, here we go. Baseball. Boom. Well, it's also not just that. It's also that people don't, people don't understand the fact that y'all are human. The same way, like, you know, Choppy has a long day of work. You know, you know, maybe he's not gaming, but he's got a hobby that he's doing to, to, you know, to blow off steam, you know, Dyer, same thing with you. Same thing with me. I mean, we're not athletes. I mean, I have a long day of work, you know, yeah, I, I go home. Sometimes I still end up working at home, but you know, I try not to. But what am I doing? You know, I'm I'm firing up Escape from Tarkov or something. I'm playing a few games or watching some YouTube. Like I'm not doing work at home. You know, and, the, the common denominator between all this, hmm. 
It's all on the internet. Yeah. Never in person. Or that's right. Or they all TV. they all say it, and then when you call them out, the tone switches real quick. Well, the funny thing is, like I've heard, uh, not recently, but I've heard people on the radio and people on TV saying shit like this too. And the question he was asked is, so what do you do when you're not on TV? What do you what, when you aren't playing? What were you doing? Oh, I wasn't gaming. Well, what were you doing? I was golfing. Oh, so you weren't practicing? You were golfing. Right. Yeah. Always. Always. Oh, you. Oh, oh, I'd go out and I'd party. Oh, so you definitely weren't practicing. You were partying. So <laughs> a couple of that I heard was it'd be like that. They well, what were you doing? Oh, I was golfing. Oh, yeah. You know what Nolan was doing? He's probably throwing baseballs right now. Yeah. Nolan Ryan would do this. It's Turns like, out, no, no, he Nolan actually Ryan didn't. was at home drinking a beer. Yeah. He's probably at home <laughs> drinking a. No, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, let's keep it clean, okay? We have kids listening. Right. <laughs> but, oh, but like, I was going to say like that. I was going to go more down the uh, DeAndre Hopkins route, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can dive into that too at some point. But like, that's the thing where it's just like, I, it, it's, it's the shit on what people do in their, in their downtime. Now, if it genuinely becomes a distraction, then generally, correct me if I'm wrong, the team takes care of that. Someone or... I mean, I, 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 I uh, say this all the time. I, you know, how would you, like, when you go home, like, do, do you go home and do more accounting work? That's from, exactly. No, you don't. I don't go home and... I, I like to not, you know, when I'm, on, when I'm not on the radio, you know what I like to do? Sit in silence. <laughs> Except for Mondays and sometimes... <laughs> Tuesdays. Yeah, except for the days <laughs> we do a podcast, but yeah. Most of the time, I like to just sit there. I, like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to do that. I want to, like, just kind of hang out, relax, play some golf. Yeah, you want to enjoy yourself. I want to go Stars I, games. I don't even want to watch sports, to be honest with you, half the time. It's like I talk about it enough. See, that's the and thing I feel like. Watch that's sports, when you do watch sports, I bet you just like to watch the game and not necessarily like to have, like, three guys around you talking about the game as it's happening it's probably nice just to take a game in and enjoy it it's nice i, I was like not not taking notes on them yeah when i go to the stars game on monday i'm not you know like when i'm at the game i don't watch the game very well anyway i'm, I'm just hanging out drinking like i'm gonna be useless on the radio the next day so what do you think of the game i have no idea i was drunk that's exactly what <laughs> i was at the game as a fan and are the flames gonna get a shorty here oh no Dallas does have a shot on goal now, though. One. Yay. <laughs> but like it, it, it's this. It's you see this all the time, more and more as this video games and everything come. And my favorite, some of the, my favorite comments I saw were from Twitter users, and they're like, "This is why athletes don't play video games." I'm like, I don't want to break your heart or anything, but like There's the amount of athletes that play video games is huge. Huge. Right. They need downtime, man. They need something to do. Well, what people forget. What what's the Derek? What would you say is the average age of a person in a clubhouse right now? Hmm. Well, the clubhouse I just came from was uh, let's go, let's go to the major league clubhouse. Okay, major league clubhouse. Oh, man, probably how good's the team? Yeah, I'm gonna say probably let's go 27. So, weren't most 27 year olds born in the crux of the video game industry boom? They grew up, came home from school, played GameCube. Played Xbox. Oh, they played all kinds of Wii. No yeah. And now, but, here's the thing. They're growing up and they got money. Just like everyone else who's 27, 28, 29 now. Buying stupid shit. Just like they, me. 
they can do what they wanted to do. And if these kids grew up playing video games and they love it, the amount of 27 year olds, the amount Wait, of hold on, 20... hold on. What about Bryce Harper, for instance, he streams, yeah. he plays video games. Like they all play. If they and don't have kids, they're playing video. Even games. if they have kids, some of the, a lot of them game. Actually, yeah, true. Because it's a, it's a, it's, it's an escape. And also, I mean, if you're not around your family, you got stuff, you got nothing to do. Like, I mean, it's a good point too. Would you rather have people out in clubs and driving or being home playing video games being a little more careful? And, and not only that, but like people have to remember these, these players grew up. A lot of them grew up mainlining call of duty, halo. Wow. Like the, the games that were popular then. Of course they're going to game. What the fuck do you think they're going to do? That's a yeah, fact. That, that, that's their age. That's the age bracket. And it's just going to get more and more and more. Yeah. That like, is true. It's just like, I... There you go. Devin Booker would stream till like 3 a.m. playing Call of Duty after a game. And, and, the, fact. and the thing is, a lot of people say, well, why would they stream? Why, why, why would they stream? Well, Derek, you've said it the best. For you, it's connecting with the fans. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. How else can I get to reach fans that are all over the country? There's, yeah, there's. A, I got a lot of fans here in Texas, but there's still a lot of fans that are maybe back in Ohio, could be in Seattle when we play against, you know, when I play against the Mariners. Like, you, you make fans everywhere you go. So, yeah, this is a good way to connect with them. And if you're gonna game, if if your player is comfortable streaming and you're gonna game anyway, it's not like that's not what you would be doing. Some I mean, how many times can you say you played video games with a professional athlete that you liked? True. Or even if you didn't like. Yeah. Just how many times can you say you played with a professional athlete? True. Yeah. Or a celebrity. Or Blake, Yeah, Blake Snell still streams, I think. I, he curtailed it a little bit after he had his... Uh, Meltdown. His... Uh, what, do you call, what, do, what do you call those prospects on stream? Slapdick. He called them slapdicks? Yeah, when he found out about the trade... On his stream, and he said, "We traded off. Uh, what was that trade?" And he says, "All we got was two slapdick prospects." It was. I mean, uh, was it? Is it really that bad, though? No, it's not. But from a something you say off the cuff, I, mean, I get yeah. it. I get why people are upset about it. I also get why he said it. It's just it's something like you really say. Calling him a slapdick. Yeah, you're just bullshitting with the guys or with the stream, and you're like, "Oh, these fucking guys." You know, it's the same thing. It was a Tommy yeah. Fam trade. So wait, let's get, so with this Trevor May thing, did he, did he, are people just attacking him? What, what's, oh, yeah. what's going on yeah, with yeah, this? Yeah. So apparently he said he had not been feeling right for about five days or six days. And the first instance was, well, if you were feeling right, why would, why didn't you report it? We live in a real world people, not near imaginary one. You um, ever go to work sick? God. So they... <sighs> We want you to play through an injury, but then when you get hurt and you don't, you're not successful. Now you're a piece of shit. Yep. Yeah. Damned if you, know you do, that. damned if you don't. And mm. he struggled a little bit he this season, win. which, which explain, which is explained by him being injured. It like, happens. Yeah. And you want to play through injuries. You want to be out there with your guys because they're doing things too, and you want to be a part of that. Like, I understand his pain. I've been there. I know exactly what he was dealing with. And then so his stream I get is it. very public. It's like yeah. your streaming is public, but his streaming is very public. Well, he's also got a large following compared to me. 
Correct. Is it who? who Trevor? Trevor May. Yeah. He has a massive fight. He He'll gets, make like, more usually... money streaming long term than he will in baseball. I don't know about that. If he goes full time after this with sponsorships, he could. We'll see. But it's crazy the games that he plays, though. He loves Minecraft. But he but, got in. He got in early on with uh, Ninja, Tim the Tap Man, Doctor Drifter, like big, big, big time streamers. Yeah. See, he he did it, and and just blew up from there. Um, to the point where like he was on TwitchCon and a whole bunch like, you know, he, he could have made a living just streaming if he wasn't playing baseball easily. I mean, he Top. still he still can. He still oh will. yeah, he still will. But to use that as an excuse, I think that's terrible. Like to come at him like that because he's streaming. Like, are we not allowed to have a social life after, outside of baseball? No, you no. didn't know that. Ask, Ro- ask Romo, man. You know, I w- I wish I wish. I wish an athlete would sometime, one time, just tell the fans in a, in a public forum, like, what do you expect me to just go home and not do anything and just cry? Like, I have a life. Like, deal with it. I think people have said that. I think some, yeah, some of them say, well, we're not fucking robots. Or just rent space, live in a suite in the stadium, and just never leave. Yeah, just start making stadiums with housing in them. <laughs> The argument people families. make is, well, if you're making millions of dollars, then you should be doing everything possible to make sure you're worth the millions of dollars. And that's well, what we do every are. single day. Exactly. And I'm like, so that means they're not allowed to have any free time just because they're making millions of dollars? Like, like, I don't think people realize that, you know, you don't work out for 12 hours a day. You work out for like 90 minutes. But that's your lift. Uh-oh, uh, we got a fight. Oh, do we? How long is your daily lift? About an hour and a half. Yeah. Before we go to our, our, our next topic, though, I do I, I want to bring this back up. I don't know if we talked about this before or if you guys did. Um, I know I talked about it a minute ago, the pitch clock and stuff. I, I want to fill you guys in with what it's like in the minor leagues, that they think that this is going to help the game of baseball. And you guys are baseball fans, so I'm going to explain all of this and what I've had to deal with and everything i would i want your feedback i want to see what you guys think of this and i'm going to say it and i'm going to explain some things so don't try not to interrupt me so that way we can get through it all there's a little bit but obviously the big thing is the pitch clock um you have 14 seconds between pitches with nobody on you cannot step off Uh, if you step off it's an automatic ball basically meaning like to reset the clock if the clock expires it's an automatic ball if you're not in the batter's box at a certain time, it is an automatic strike. Now, with a runner on, you get 18 seconds. Uh, if you pick, so for me, if I pick the first base, if I pick three times, the third time, I better get him out. If not, he's in, it's an automatic balk. If I step off twice, that counts as also towards a pickoff or just trying to disengage and start the clock. Um, and that third time is an automatic ball or balk. Um, if the clock expires, obviously automatic balk. That stays the same. Um, what is the other thing that we had there? Talked about the clock. Um, basically, that's the big. That's that's my big issue. They're going to try to enforce this up in the big leagues. I watched multiple times. I've been charged every single outing um, with ball one because I I have my routine and I'm going to stick to it. Uh, my reasoning for the pitch clock being stupid is you're now affecting 
not only the quality of the pitch, it's now a matter of getting there quick and beating the clock. You're not controlling the running game with runners on anymore because if you hold for too long, you will get charged for a ball. Um, you're not able to pick a certain amount of times, which also creates the double play by shortening their lead and continues to improve, or I mean to hold the running game. Um, and obviously, like I was saying, I got to witness a seven-pitch inning and literally all seven pitches were strikes, but there was two strikeouts due to violations. I also watched uh, a bigger moment happen. Um, bases load or not bases load. Yeah, it was bases loaded. Uh, a ball four due to the clock. Time expired. Got a ball four. Walked in a run. You are charged with these, by the way. Um, these are all the things that are happening down in AAA, claiming that it's speeding up the game, and at most we have gotten ten minutes faster. Not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Worth it. I don't. And first I, of all, I, don't, this... I don't think there should be a timer when there's a runner on base. You want to put a timer on when nobody's on base? Go for it. But a timer with runner on base, and then like the step off thing, like you can only step off twice with the guy on base, otherwise it's a balk. Like that that um i mean that first of all the guy knows he can steal now yep we've seen that too it's It's we we talked about this too is think about and and they want to try to bring this to the big leagues and supposedly manfred has said that he wants he's going to implement this next year i think uh if that's the case you get a moment where mike trout bryce harper whoever as runner at third uh two outs could be a tying run could be a take the lead run whatever and all of a sudden he's not in the box by a certain time or whatever and he gets called strike three how do you think the fans would really appreciate that oh dude they would hate it and they should hate it you know this this is i want to see the stars play i I don't want like i don't want an inning to end because a guy was you know not in the batter's box with nine seconds to go it's the same thing you go to watch. For instance, we're here in Texas. Jack Leiter is pitching. You want to watch him pitch. You don't want to watch him try to hurry up and see if he can beat the fucking clock. You're going to get people hurt. Correct. That was the big thing. And it's funny because I've brought it up on Twitter and people are like, well, how's he going to get hurt? You guys are a bunch of babies just crying because you got to beat the clock. People don't understand what goes into the whole thing of pitching. And at the same time, if you paid to go... You want to see something fast? Go watch NASCAR. Go watch fucking horse races, whatever. Well, they don't have a shot clock. Well, they can't have a shot clock. Correct. Golf doesn't have a shot clock. The only reason that NFL and NBA have shot clocks is because if they get the ball, score a touchdown or score a basket, they can hold the ball if we don't have a shot clock and win the game. Yeah, because it's a a possession-based game. Correct. You can't just stand there on the mound and not throw the pitch. Correct. Correct. It doesn't do anything for the game. You could, you could, in theory, if that, if there was no rule about that, Derek could, theory, in theory, stand on the mound for three days and still have to pitch to the batter. Yeah, I right. still have to face him at some point. I, I think if you want, if you want to have a pitch clock, I agree with Choppy. Runner on, fuck the pitch clock. But if you want to have a pitch clock that you have to enforce, this is a game of stats. Take the average delivery time of all active Major League Baseball players and average it. It's not that hard. That stat exists. Time to plate, 
or time time to pitch. That stat yeah. is there. They have those stats. It, it, it is it is there. It is not a made up thing. It does not take a lot of effort to do. Get the it average is. of every major league active major league baseball pitcher. You're gonna have some people who are very quick to the plate. You have some people who take their fucking time. But there's gonna be an average. Correct. But on take top out. of that, but on top of that too, the clock doesn't start. Until the ball is thrown. As soon as the catcher throws the ball back to me and I catch it, the clock starts. If you're going to start the clock, don't start it until I'm actually on the rubber. Right. Don't do it while I'm, you know, I threw a pitch and whatever, it's a foul ball, and then the umpire throws it. Now I got to hurry up and get back on the mound and get ready. Like, no. Problem is with this kind of thing, people always talk about, in sports, especially, you hear it a lot in, in basketball, especially in college basketball, because of the way the college basketball uh, tournament goes. Referees should swallow the whistle at the end of the game. Nobody comes to watch the referees make calls. We don't want to see a call decided by the referees. Well, insert umpire here. So now, in the postseason, are we supposed to call these at the beginning of the game, but not at the end? Yeah. Do we want to see the umpires make these calls and make it more about the umpires than the players in a sport where there's already an issue with that? With umpire egos and things? People don't come to watch the umpires, so now we're adding more of a uh, more, more things for the umpires to be in the spotlight for? It doesn't make any sense to me. Again, more of Major League Baseball talking out of both sides of their mouth. Yep, they are. Absolutely. The, by the way, the average time between pitches last, in 2017, so we've gone a little bit since then, but uh, this is just what I found by doing a very quick Google search, was uh, 23.8 seconds time between pitches. That, that was the average pace. That's too much. Wait, it 20, was what? 28 seconds? 23.8. Oh. Oh. It's still a little high. Well, maybe not. I mean, it takes me an average 12 to 13 seconds. Yeah, you're quick, though, man. That's what I'm saying. But, okay, but that, when does the clock start, though, is my question. Are they right. starting once I'm on the rubber, or are they starting also when I get the ball back? No, hey. honestly, they're probably starting after the strike call. Yeah. They're probably starting when the pitch gets to the glove. They probably stop it when you go into your windup, and they probably start uh, it yeah. to your glove. You're probably right. So by the time you get it back, let's say it's a 20-second pitch clock. By the time you get it back, you're already down to 17. Yeah. I mean, uh, and here's the thing, too. Think about this. I got a runner at second. I'm using multiple signs. Mm -hmm. So whatever my sign is, we're... Whatever. And all of a sudden, the catcher calls the wrong one. Like, it's something I don't want to throw. There goes my clock. What about the issue with the... Um, we've already seen it in loud stadiums. With the... Um, the, 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 the whatever the fuck it's called. The hearing Monster piece song. Oh, they yeah. scored again. Yeah. We've no, seen... We, I have oh, seen no. multiple times in loud stadiums with, pitcher, with pit, pitchers who use it having to step off and go... I can't hear you. I can't that, hear. I don't, I don't like that thing. We tested it out when I was in Boston 
uh, Rich Hill was throwing a bullpen, and the keys weren't even synced up. Well, there's been issues with that, but I mean, just the volume thing alone. The like, volume I don't like because if I'm, if I'm a catcher, I got to make sure I hear this first off, so I know that we're we're on the same page. And second, I don't want it loud enough to where the hitter's going to hear it. Right, but what I'm getting at is, even with even with in a loud stadium, we're having pitchers having to step off the mound because they cannot physically hear the pitch call because the stadium's too loud. Yeah, but that's like football though. They gotta they put just cover up your ear, have a helmet on though. Right, which can create a little bit of a block. Yeah, yeah. So I just think like that was dumb. I wouldn't penalize even... for that shit too. Runner on second in non-playoff games, I'm okay with. Yeah, yeah. In that non- needs to be that way. I get why they have them. I- I'm okay with that, just because you're saving pitchers. To be honest, yeah. As much as it sucks, I mean, you don't want to see a walk off like that, but at the same time, you're saving the the arms. Yeah. But uh, I've that nobody, nobody wants to see that walk off unless it's their team walking off. Right. And you love the rule. Yeah. I'm okay with it in the regular it season. It, yeah, I'm it, fine it, it can too. suck and it can also be awesome from a fan's it's good. perspective. It's, it is what it is. It's good for regular season, but yeah, it's, that's a definite no in the playoffs. Just like in playoff hockey, you know, they do three on three in regular and then it's full yeah, strength. And, gonna shoot out yeah. in the playoffs. You need a regular yeah. season, though. No, yeah, I think I think it's a good. It's thing. great the regular season. I love it. That'll help speed up the game if that's what we're trying to accomplish. Yep. I do love that three on three, though. It's exciting to watch. Speaking of three on three, Terps, did you get any three on three action in Nashville? Ooh. Yeah, buddy. Well, well, while we're while we're on, first of all, I want to apologize to the group. I did not get a cement mixer. Not happen. Um, it, 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 All good. It, it just, <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, three Wiseman shots were had though. Yes. It, that did happen. Yeah. Um, that, that Nashville was a lot of fun. Um, it, it, huge, huge shout out to King Jamie for inviting me. Absolutely honored to be in his bachelor party. Great dude. Amazing friend. I said this off the podcast, but, um, I'll say it here. His like his his groom his groomsman's gift man I'm gonna fucking use this. It is a whiskey glass with my name Terps emblazoned on it. And the other thing that I got is custom box again with with my name filled with whiskey rocks. I do want to oh, interrupt really? this real quick. Yeah. A uh, quick shout out to Dusty Baker, first black manager to win. I, I hope I say this right. Was it two thousand wins? Something up there. It, it just went across my phone. Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, two thousand wins. Yes. Dusty always seemed like a, a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's yeah. fucking awesome. I've talked to him so many times. Great. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, that. It just That's popped up. It was a cool. Moment. Yeah, it's a cool stat. So congratulations, Dusty Baker. But yeah, I mean, like, huge milestone, huge, huge milestone. Yeah, and very much. he took on a huge challenge taking over the Astros. Um, oh, yeah. But anyway, back to Nashville. Um, yeah, no, this Griezmann's gift, I'm going to fucking use this. Like, that. Those are good. People, people by the way. To, yeah, people need to take notes from King Jamie about gift giving. Hold on. Open that back up again. Yeah. 
I don't want them to spill out. No, I know. Turn a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Are they surprised you don't actually have them in the freezer right now? I just, I literally just unpacked like yesterday. Like I haven't even. I mean, I wouldn't have wasted any time. <laughs> I don't have any whiskey at the moment. I need to get whiskey actually. What? What, what material are they? Are they actually, are they stone? Yeah, they're or stone. Are they, I, I, stone. I know like sometimes they'll do like crystal or glass or something like that. No, these are, these are stone. Like soapstone. Yep, exactly. Yeah, these are stone. Um, because all I have right now is tequila. I need to go buy whiskey. What, uh, what kind? Uh, right now I have some, some Herodora tequila. One of my favorites. Which one? Uh, I think right now I only have, I have Añejo. Añejo. It's good. Terp, got or, not Terp, sorry. Chop, do you like tequila? Or are you a whiskey guy? Or both? Uh, I am both. Um, but, uh, so like, I like, um, uh, De Leon tequila, Casa Dragonas, um, <laughs> Casa Amigos, the Repo, mm. um, which was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, but I, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm really into bourbon a lot, but I'll, I'll drink a, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna drink like Cuervo or anything. I'll drink like good, like sipping tequila. I don't like to shoot it that much. If I'm going to shoot it though, you know, <laughs> There, there's only a couple I want to shoot. I don't want to shoot like the garbage. Um, I should have told you when John Daly was here at my house having a party. Yeah, you should have. Considering I'm the golfer that you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's rude. That's so he rude. Had, uh, he had a lot of people here at my house. And I'm I wasn't so even here. You were hanging out with John Daly. I was not. Oh. I talked to him, though. I can but, say yeah. that, so. There you go. But continue. With the, hey, this is so, Terps' story. There we go. Yeah, so, so Nashville, ton of fun. The pedal taverns, a lot of fun. I will say your pedal tavern experience definitely depends on who your driver is. And our driver was amazing. Um, funny. Like, really outgoing. Not afraid to insult you, which I love. I love when people are, like, not afraid to <laughs> insult people. Oh, yeah. Because then people clearly know especially what you're with how, Especially with the way times are now. Yeah. Love that they did that. Yeah. Great, 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 great guy. Um, the drinks were plentiful. Um, there, I won't go into the podcast. There were some heart to hearts had as well that were needed. Awesome. So, but things happen in Nashville. That was awesome. Um, first day, we just went in Midtown. That's where the Three Wise Men happened. The Tower of Cups got bigger and bigger and bigger by the night. Nice. Um, that was. Wait, did you guys do? Did you guys do your own little? Uh... God, what's that called? The the snake cup, cup snake. Uh, it didn't get that big, but it, if we kept, yeah, sounds like a it personal was, problem. It was get, yeah, it was, yeah. it was. Um, but it was getting oh. there. Um, day day two was the was the more adventurous day. Day two is the day that Terps almost got into two fights and was unintent and was part of a group that was kicked out of a bar. And we'll get into that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. <laughs> The Nashville hundred percent recommend it, especially if you like music. I could go to Nashville just listen to music and be happy. I'm God a music guy. It. Um, but let's get into the fun part of it. So oh, the whorehouse. Also yeah, like fun exactly. to me. So the first the first part of it, I'm gonna throw this out there to you guys because Jamie and I are still trying to figure this out. We went to a bar, ordered two Jack and Cokes, bill was sixty dollars. I have no fucking clue how. I have zero clue. It said Jack and Coke. 
Were they quad pours? No, they were just doubles. <laughs> doubles, I expect like thirty bucks, maybe forty. Fifteen a piece. Uh, no, because a single Jack and Coke, because I got one, was ten dollars. Huh. So okay, well, I suppose they give you an ice fee. No. Cup fee? Did you get to, nope. Did you get to keep the cup? Nope. I mean, you probably could. It's a plastic cup. Did you get a handy with it? it? No. So what we think happened was Jamie took <laughs> Jamie took a drink of <laughs> Jamie took a drink of it and goes, "Wow, that's really strong for a double." Maybe so, you got a triple. No, I think what happened was they may have used Gentleman Jack instead of Jack Jack. No, that'll do it. Or that like uh, that single barrel. Yeah, I think they may have used a high a high a high shelf Jack. I don't know why I didn't ask for a high shelf Jack. We just asked for Jack and Coke, which generally would have, you know, I would assume as regular old Jack Daniels. Um, but let's get to the fights because they were fun. So <sighs> I ran into two of the biggest, I'm going to say it, bitches I have ever seen. Two of the biggest pussies I have I've ever run into in my life. Both instances were caused by people waiting until we walked away after defusing a situation to insult somebody. Love it. Sounds like the umpire I yelled at. Yeah. Comes round two, baby. So, <laughs> time <laughs> number Mr. one. Miyagi. Time number one was when we were getting kicked out. And I won't go into specific details, but when we were getting kicked out, this guy was a short, power-tripping, just clearly wanted to be a cop kind of kind of bouncer right and some of his requests were just so unreasonable it just didn't make sense i'll like again i won't go into details but it just didn't make sense so as he's kicking people out he's waiting until said person walks away from him and i'm with said person and goes if you ever tell me what the fuck to do again i must fucking slap the shit out of you As the other, as that person is walking away, back already given up, already said, "All right, all right." That was number one. That was number one. Number two. Great night of partying. We were planning to go back to the house at midnight. Then we said we'd go back to the house at two a.m. We didn't get back to the house till three thirty. Happens. So we're leaving, and we're going in Nashville. There's a lot of like street vendors, and there's not much, not much food options at three o'clock in the morning, but there's street vendors there. So me, a buddy and his wife are walking to get food. We go to a hot dog vendor, one hot dog vendor already. He was very polite. And he goes, Hey man, sorry. We've only got two left. They've already spoke. They're already spoken for. We go, all right, cool. No problems. Awesome. We'll just go to the next one. Go to the next hot dog vendor. There's a, there's a young kid working there and we walk up to him and our question is, Hey man, I know it's late. What do you have left? What do you got left? As he's about to answer us, Another employee walks from a truck over and yells at us. I already said we're fucking closed. Oh. We go, okay. Uh, we go, all right, dude. Uh, my bad. We're just asking him what's left. We apologize. Me, bro. <laughs> and, 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 and he goes, I don't fucking care. All you fucking entitled pieces of shit think you are fucking better than everybody else. Coming down here, there's a fucking thunderstorm coming, and you just think you can come up here and get a hot dog, whatever the fuck you want. Fuck out of here. Christ. And at that point, we just go, all right, all right, man. Our bad, our bad. Just we're gonna go. 
Like just clearly just like, all right, he's having a bad day. We're not, you know, we're not, we're not making a big deal out of this. I'm making a big deal out of this. Just got to walk away. Right. So we, we go, all right, just going to walk away and we go just fucking chill out. Like, it's all right, man. We're sorry. Walking away. And as we're walking away, he says to my buddy's wife, yeah, you aren't as fucking important as you think you are. Jesus. She flips him off and says, yes, I am. And we chuckle about it and keep going. Right. Then he says, no, you aren't, you fucking bitch. This guy which, just wanted to fight. That's all. At which point we wheel around. Both of us wheel around. Uh, buddy's wife starts going, no, 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 no. We're going home. We're going home. And we're like, no, no, no. This ain't fucking happening. This ain't happening. Now there's a thunderstorm, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. We got to go pro wrestling on him now. There was another couple that was right behind us, and they knew it was happening after that, and they tried, and they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, it's all right. Like, that's fucked up, but don't beat him up. We're walking towards him. We get in the dude's face. This is how I know. This is how I know you're a pussy. He reaches his hand under his apron and goes, Motherfucker, I got a fucking switchblade. I'll pull it right now and cut you. Jesus. I don't fucking fight fair. I know you're a bitch if you're threatening me with a knife. <laughs> because, because otherwise, you, like, if, if, if you're genuine, you're just pulling it out. In that situation, you're not, like, trying to posture up. You're like, he's trying to make a whole big deal. Like get in our face. We're ready to rumble, ready to go. And his coworker, the cool kid steps in between the two of us, steps in between him. And he goes, yo, chill. And I go, and I'm trying to slow down. This guy's go, I'll fucking cut you. I'll fucking cut you. I'll fucking cut you. Like just being a little bitch. And we eventually just go, all right, all right. You know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. We're going, we're going home. As a crowd started to gather, there were people coming around. We're like, all right, this is no, this ain't happening. All this dude had to say was, hey, man, I'm sorry we're closed. We don't have any left. That's all you had to say. That's it. That's all you had to say. Some people, though, they get pushed, and that kind of builds up for them, so they just oh, yeah. got to take that out, which I get it. But but that was agreed, yeah. Just... That, that was, if he hadn't said anything to my buddy's wife, nothing would have happened. Oh, yeah. Like, or if he just, if his wife wasn't there and he just said to me or my buddy, you guys just think you're not as important as you think. We're, it, whatever you know we're just we're going but yeah those are the two fight stories um yeah and then so yeah well do uh, kick out of a bar check two, almost two bar fights check so nashville success um tons of great music tons of great drinking ton of fun um it it, it was very much worth it fuck nashville airport though fuck that place like Absolutely. So something's happened on Sunday. Not, nothing when we were flying home, nothing that was, you know, in, a, out, in anyone's control. But I had been told to schedule a flight in the afternoon because the plan was we were going to go out for lunch and then I was going to go chill at the airport for like three, four hours. I was going to go into one of the lounges, you know, just chill out, right? I was going to pay like whatever it was to get in and just chill out and watch a movie. Right. So. I get there super early, like really early. Like I'm like six hours early um, because Ubers in Nashville are more expensive than they are in New York City. It's stupid, stupid expensive. Like I paid probably close to $200 in Ubers. Oh, Jesus. Like really expensive to go. Weekend? Yeah, to go like nowhere, to go like 13 miles. 
Oof. Like the average peak cost was about 50 bucks. Dang. Yeah. Like, That's like trying to get to Dallas from my house. Yeah. Really? And, oh, yeah. I can't. I mean. And how far is your drive to Dallas, though? 35 miles. Yeah. See, that, that makes sense. Thirty-five, A $50 Uber for 35 miles makes sense. Not, yeah. not for three. No. Surge price, baby. Um. I passed so, out drunk in the back of an Uber one time. The guy drove around for 45 minutes. I think my bill was 60 bucks. That's still They'll not bad. That. They'll do that. That's still yeah, not my, bad. But my neighbor, but this, this isn't Uber, but my neighbor passed out in a taxi. They had to call the police because they couldn't <laughs> get him out of the car. But oh, So I get to the airport early because there wasn't offer for... Uh, JB was kind enough to purchase me an Uber to get to the airport because of the situation that arose, which was good on him. Good, Good classy move there. And he said, I'll get you an Uber to Nashville. And I go, fuck, I mean, what the fuck, no, with these prices, I don't, you know, by the time I get lunch and pay for another Uber, it's going to be like $100. Like, I'll just go to the airport, pay like, what it, pay the $40 to get in the lounge and sit in there and eat free food and watch movies. You know, not a big deal to me. Um, I'm tired as it is. I'm cranky, hungover, right? I don't really want to be out in the sun anyway. Get to Nashville. The only time I have ever run into this in an airport. They would not let me check in at all. They said the policy at Nashville is that you are not allowed to check in at all until four hours prior to your flight, whether or not you're checking a bag. Huh. And I'm like, so I can't go through? They go, no. Your boarding pass will not be valid until four hours before your flight. Granted, it's a small airport. Yeah, it, that's exactly where we're snag at BNA. So, and in many cases with airlines, you can check in like online, like the correct. night before. You can't correct. do that there. No, I did, but when I went, when I went to uh, to the gate, like when I went to go show show my um, boarding pass, they turned me away. I said, "No, your oh. flight's too your flight's too late in the day." Wow, I that's was awesome. livid absolutely livid because now can't, like, go hang out in the terminal or anything oh and nashville's small nashville's a small airport so yeah. like there's not there's no food on the exterior you know big airports there's food on the baggage claim side there's no yeah. food there they have a total of five i kid you not five benches that you can sit on that's it and so my happy ass is sitting there so i can check in at two o'clock i got there at 10 30 or 10 o'clock ish. Mm. And I literally look at the guy and I go, so what's the point of an airport lounge then? And he goes, I don't know how that's relevant. And I go, so you're telling me that if I have, if I flew in and then had a, a five hour layover in your airport, technically I shouldn't be allowed to do that. He goes, well, that's a different situation. How's that a different situation? They're still hanging out in the airport. Why can't I? I just want to go spend money in your airport. Like, I just, I, strangest interaction and the combination of me being hungover plus hangry plus cranky did not go well. Yeah, you just <laughs> want to go sit at Max and Irma's and yeah. have a, a soda pop and a burger and maybe a beer to get a little exactly. hair of the dog. And that's all you want. Yeah. That, that's all I want to do. Give them a little bit more of your money. <laughs> is that what it is? But instead, uh, it, 
it all ended all, all right. End of the day, Nashville was an awesome, awesome time. Again, huge thanks to Jamie, King Jamie, for the invite. Um, highly recommend Nashville to anyone who's of age. I can see where Nashville, if you're not a drinker, might not be the most fun town to go to. Um, especially if you are with friends who are drinkers. I can see where that wouldn't be, but there's tons to do, even if you're not. There's so much to do there. Pricing's not too bad in terms of food. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of fun stuff to do. I highly recommend Nashville. Um so yeah, it was it was it was a it was a ton of fun. I am excited for our editors, uh gnomes bachelor party though i think it's gonna be the opposite end of the spectrum not as much craziness which i will welcome because i don't think i could do nashville a nashville style bachelor party twice in a month and a half i don't think terps could survive that <laughs> my wallet definitely could not yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you get pricey tell me about it i i looked at my bill on my way home and i about cried i would have gone and bought a beer but it wasn't allowed in a fucking terminal <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, I mean, Nashville gets a baseball team. If, they, if that baseball team gets approved, oh, that's going to be fun. That is a good town think, for a baseball team. I think team. they're one of the cities that's picked. I think it's going to be between them and Las Vegas. Uh, give it to Nashville. Well, I'm saying they, they might do both. They should do both. You're going to have to do one. If you do an increase, you're going to have to do it on one side, like both sides. You can't yeah. just do one team. You'll have an American League and a National League team. Got to. But yeah, it was like I said, I I I had fun. Um, I uh, got way too drunk on Sunday. Did not get as drunk on Saturday. Um, yeah, I, pedal tavern. You should do it if you haven't done it. You should do it. Unless you don't like biking, then you can just pretend not to pedal and see if anyone notices. Did you see about the one that fell over? No, I didn't. Did one fall over? There was one that fell over, and there were like ten people that had to go to the emergency room. Like they Dang. had to bring in. I think it was in Nashville. They had to bring in one of those like uh, EMT buses to bring in all the people from the pedal tavern and cart them to the hospital. Someone not pedaling made it tip over. Well, the problem was the, the guy uh, was drunk. The operator, yeah. the operator was charged with DUI. It was in Atlanta. It was in it was Atlanta. Atlanta. Thank you. There it was. So we actually asked our guy. We we asked our driver. Um, we go. So what's the deal with you guys curious? Like, obviously you guys can't drink, but like what, what, what's the rule? And he goes in Nashville, we're considered a taxi. Oh, so we are not allowed to blow a 0.02. Makes sense. Oh. You like can't sniff a beer. Correct. Cause you can't come to work hungover. You couldn't even lick one up your finger. No, <laughs> no. He goes, we are considered a taxi service in Nashville. And all, we are issued taxi licenses. Interesting. Wow. So they are extreme, which is good, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at uh, the end of the day, you're... Look at what happened in Atlanta. Shit, your... Your behavior is what... is going to constitute mm -hmm. what happens with the people that you're driving around. Well, the thing is, too, it's not like these guys are going on set pathways. They're driving. You are driving down the road. You are following the road. Like, you're in the middle of the road. You're not doing, like, a bike path. So, like, uh, like we were driving down Broadway in Nashville, in Nashville on a pedal tavern. 
do your pedals actually do anything or yes. is it like a yes. motor that runs no it? so no it it's it's not fully pedal powered but it is it is very much pedal powered okay um the motor we we looked at the motors it's just a golf cart motor that's it hmm. it wouldn't have the power to get 15 people anywhere by themselves so it basically just makes it so everybody doesn't have to pedal hard but everybody has correct to pedal. correct it's it's definitely an assist huh. like they were like when you we went up hills you could definitely feel it in your legs that you were pedaling oh wow. when you were going down hills it was you could coast no problem but yeah no <laughs> there was definitely um there, there was you definitely needed to pedal when you're going downhill, can you pedal like? Can you swing your pedals backwards? Like oh yeah, I do that all pedal? the time. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> here's the thing that here's the thing that got me about the pedal tavern. This was a funny part. If you get stupid drunk, pedal tavern might not be for you. Here's why: there are stops in which you get off. There's also no backrests on the back of the pedal tavern. Right, it's a stool. It's a stool. The drop from the top of the stool to the road is about four feet. It is about, it actually might be closer to five feet. It is not a short distance. So if you are an impaired individual attempting to get on and off the seat, it'd be quite interesting. Because uh-huh. you get on by stepping on the pedal, which is loose, and then swinging up. Damn, okay. <laughs> so there's no, like, step-up bar, oh. like a, oh. a, a runner kind of nope. thing? Nothing. What about when you're on there? Is there like a thing you can hang on to with one of your hands, like kind of the bar? Uh, okay, like your cup holder. <laughs> I was thinking maybe something like a little stick, like um, nope, nothing. Like the guys hang on so. to for uh, um, arm wrestling. No, no, it, it you yeah. are literally holding <laughs> on to the the inside of the bar. Like I don't the know tabletop. if I can fucking do this sober, Terps. I think. <laughs> He most definitely can. It's not that hard. But I could see where someone who's really drunk having a big problem with it. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm staying away from this. I've always <laughs> wanted to do this, and now this, this, this whole explanation is making Oh, no, me you're still doing it. it. We're going to find a way to do it. You're doing God, it. Damn. You're, you're going you're gonna to do it. Well, keep your cameras rolling then because I'm falling off. <laughs> they also tell you anything, in your, in, anything in, your, anything in your back pocket has to come out because it's going to fall out. Oh, nice. <laughs> So your cup holder now becomes full of your wallet and everything else. So now your cup holder is full. So you're holding the beer in one hand now and clutching the inside of the the bar with your other hand. Ah, Hanging on for dear life. Hanging on for dear life. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you get a few drinks, you start the the wobble, you know? Wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble. Now, Now you're in trouble, trouble. You're ready you're ready you're ready uh, yeah <laughs> it, it, it 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 was fun you could definitely do it sober easily there's really no point to doing it sober right <laughs> but, but you could if you weren't a drinker you could easily bring along sodas and have a great time doing it um but if you just want to sober they have these double-decker buses there and they're very mean if you mention alcohol they will yell at you and tell you there is no booze allowed on the bus <laughs> So you have you have that you have that and they're free too. You just ride them all around town. You got to pay for it. So yeah, off the fair pole is going to Nashville. That's what we're gonna do. Decided. Do it. I don't know how we're doing it. 
but we're going to do it. So, yeah, um, that's all I've got for today. Um, anyone else got anything else they want to throw out there, talk about? Of course, Derek's a Blue Jay, uh, pitcher to yeah. Blue Jays organization. Oh, I'm ready con- to fucking fall asleep. Congratulations. Yeah, me too. Um, I, ex- I expect a full rendition of O Canada by the end of the season, sir. Deal. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I need you to memorize. Are we, are we mandating the French and the English version part of it or just the English? Just the English. I, I think I'm only going to hear the English. I won't hear the French. Yeah. You'd only hear the French in like a playoff game. Uh, no, I bet it'd only be against, uh, uh, you're probably right. I was going to say, unless if it was another Canadian team, but obviously there isn't one, but I'm saying that would be the only way. Yeah. I, I think playoffs. I think you're right. I I do believe the official Canadian National Anthem has both. Yes. I think think that's correct as well. But uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Next week, we'll probably not be in on Monday again. Derek will be busy and Choppy's going to a Stars game. Yeah, buddy. Uh, So we will let you guys know what day that will be next week. So much to talk about. Of course. Um, those of you listening on Spotify, Apple Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you like to listen to your podcast, thanks for listening. Be sure to leave a review or a rating if you feel so inclined. Those of you on Twitch, we'll see you next week. Day to be determined. But thanks for hanging with us. We are now a Blue Jays podcast. Actually, what are they? What are they? They're the Buffalo what? Bison. Buffalo Bison. We're, we're a bison podcast. Um, for the time being, thanks for hanging. Choppy, myself, Dyer, and Derek. Have a wonderful day, and we will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.